what's going on, everyone? Welcome to the Just the West podcast. I'm your host, Just the West, and it's been a minute. It's, it's I apologize. It really has been a minute. It's kind of like my NFL offseason as well, but as of tonight, Thursday night is August 26th. The NFL season is upon us, September 9th, and we are heading into week three of the preseason, which means football is upon us. Um, Just the West, and I have... I guess officially it's been like what four episodes already, so I'll call you my co-host. I got Jay Chan. Ooh. Jay Chan, what up though? Yeah, it's been a minute, man. But what's up? You, you made it, dude. I got the promotion. <laughs> yeah, man. I think, like I said, uh, we had a good amount of rapport and some chemistry the last three episodes, and the last episode we did was like a while back when I think the Niners. There were some rumors about Julio Jones um, talking a little bit about post-draft stuff and then after that i just got kind of busy and then you know there wasn't too much to talk about in the nfl offseason but i felt that right now is kind of appropriate i think everyone right now is trying to decide their final like roster and like who's pick, who's qb1 i mean it's just kind of the end of the preseason so you kind of get through that don't get hurt and then um for us regular people we got our fantasy drafts so yeah, no, it's a big weekend a, to not get hurt. That's a good thing, or it's important how you mentioned that. So, like, you go from like ninety people on the roster to about eighty or so, and then now you're gonna have to cut it to the fifty-three. All the while, there's us, like the regular people, the little people. This is like from this week to next week, we are drafting. Well, I don't know how many leagues you're in. I'm in nine, but I'm drafting nine leagues in the next week and a half or so. I can only handle one. That's too many. <laughs> the fantastiest football league. That the fantasiest football league. That is our league that we play in. Me and you, a couple of friends from uh, college and high school. Um, it's it's I'm, been an interesting uh, past three years because because two years ago I went back to back like no wins, and then last year I won won it all. So who knows? Fantasy stupid. You could be a little asterisk, you know, COVID year and all, and yeah, you won it. So that's good for you. Yeah. Wins a win, dude. Whatever. Anyways, so fantasy football, and we are right along, um, yeah, along the time to talk some NFC West football. Have you been keeping up on just the division? There hasn't been too much, um, but there still is. Like the rookie quarterbacks, like Justin Fields with the Bears. Trey Lance with the Niners, Trey Lance with the Niners, Trey Lance with the Niners, Trevor Lawrence, Mac Jones, and all that. The whole drama leading up to the NFL draft uh, finally has, well, it's subsided now, and now we can actually talk about um, some actual NFC West teams and and some quarterback play. I think um, this division, everyone's kind of already figured out, like, what they are and, like, their guys. If They know who their guys are, but the Niners are the only one without, like, a I mean, they have Jimmy G. They say Jimmy G's are a QB, but, you know, it's just a matter of time, right? I really like this division right now as we head into, like, 2021, 2022. It's just super spicy just because, think about it, um, each each NFC West team, like the last couple years, they've gone all in on a certain player, and they're ready to go in this division. So you have the Seahawks. They traded, like, well, they've they've been trading, but they traded, like, two first-round picks to get Jamal Adams. Um, the Rams this offseason, they traded two first-round picks to get Matthew Stafford. The Cardinals, they they didn't trade picks per se, but they spent two first-round picks back-to-back years to get a quarterback. And it's Kyler Murray. 
and then now it's the Niners' turn to be aggressive. Well, so, I mean, the Cardinals got D Hop too. So oh, and they got D Hop as well. It's been I mean, and JJ Watt. They they got like the the two best. I feel like the NFC West, like they have all the big names in, in this division. No bias, but a lot of bias. It's it's really interesting as we headed to the twenty twenty one. Yeah. No, yeah, for sure. And I think that, you know, that's why we like talking about it. I mean, I'm a Niners fan, so I'll just talk about it. But um, Okay. Well, let's just head straight straight into it. I mean, we'll talk about all four divisions. Uh, not four divisions, all four teams, respectively, like as we head into like September 9th kickoff time. But um, let's address the elephant in the room. So Trey Lance, number three pick, North Dakota State. Um, there's a lot of drama heading into who the pick was going to be, whether it's going to be Mac Jones or Justin Fields. Uh, yeah, it was Trey Lance. He was the wild card, and apparently um, that was Kyle Shanahan's pick all along. And all along the preseason, I mean, you know, he's from North Dakota State. He's got, you know, going from Double A up to, up to the NFL level. He's got uh, the biggest curve out of all the quarterbacks. Now I feel like, but then he's got the highest ceiling. And you've seen flashes with him. He had like an eighty-yard touchdown um, to Trent Shurfield the first week. Last week, he, he stumbled across uh, a couple picks, but then at the same time, he had two really good touchdowns at the end. Um, and then there's rumors, you know, like Jimmy G, Trey Lance, that uh, the starting job is still up in the air. And then I read an article on The Athletic saying that they might do this whole Taysom Hill, Drew Brees, two-quarterback sort of ordeal, you know, where they kind of switch him in based on the, the, the situation. Does Trey Lance got it like that? Like the athleticism? Is that yeah, thing? he's like a Cam Newton. Like, I mean, he's not fast, fast. Like, I don't know. He's not Lamar Jackson, but he's certainly like in the Cam Newton mode where, especially in red zone opportunities, he can, he's like 6'4", 240. So I, I don't like to, I mean, this is preseason. No one's playing their like best guys. So, I mean, I was maybe, probably the reads that he has are a little easier than a normal day, right? But um, and then I but then I think about when Russ came into the league. I remember um, I think they had Matt Flynn or something stupid like that, and they're like, "Oh yeah, we signed Matt Flynn to like a thirty million dollar contract." And then Russ, we drafted him um, second round. Was it third round? Something like that. I don't remember. Uh, fourth round, yeah, out of Wisconsin. Fourth That's round? right. Yeah. And uh, they gave it to they gave Russ the job after like a, like a couple starts in preseason or something, and they just straight up like put Flynn on the the back burner. Um, so maybe, I mean, who knows? But my thing is also, too, like, he hasn't played in, like, a year. Yeah, he played one he... game in North Dakota State, and then they ended the season because of COVID. So he hasn't played in a very long time, let alone, like, an NFL football game. I will say those last start, I, I, I caught part of some of the highlights on that. Um, he had a shitty first half, I think, and then he came back and he kind of, you know, I wouldn't say took over, but you know he he showed flashes, right? Had a couple touchdowns. Um, I and think he has it. Go yeah, ahead, I mean the the argument behind it is he's seen flashes, and you already know where you're getting out of Jimmy G. You know you know that Trey Lance is gonna eventually it's gonna be his team. So you might as, it's kind of a fifty fifty split if you check like the Twitter world, let alone like the Niners Twitter world, um, where some people say, hey, you know, don't rush it. Jimmy G's the starter. We're a win now team. Don't don't force it. But then there's the other side saying like, hey, you've seen enough from Trey Lance where you want to give him the reps. He needs the reps because he's so young and we have a good enough team to support him. And more more importantly, um, 
you know, this kid has a ceiling that justifies him playing versus what you've seen for the ceiling of Jimmy Garoppolo. Because Jimmy Garoppolo, by the way, um, during this preseason, he's turned the ball over and he hasn't overly impressed. But at the same time, too, I mean, he did go take them to the Super Bowl. And that's because we kind of, as fans, we cling on to that too, right? Right. Like, we, oh, he took us to a Super Bowl two years ago. And yeah. when he's healthy, right, then he's he's okay. He's not like Tom Brady or anything like that. But, you know, he, he got us to where we needed to go. Um, not every game was like an amazing game from him. But when he needed to, he those, that year that we went to the Super Bowl, he, 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 he did some things. Um Showed flashes once again, right? But he's never been really healthy, so we can't really – we don't have a large enough sample size to really know. And that's why the fan base is divided, uh, and I, I can see both sides. Uh, I don't say it's like Alex Smith, Colin Kaepernick, but um, floor versus ceiling, I don't know, and this team is ready to go. Uh, we can talk more in detail about where we see this team finishing, but they have high aspirations. I mean, they – they're, I wouldn't say they're all in, but they did give up a lot of picks for this dude. At some point, I would say, I would venture to say at some point this year he'd be the quarterback. Um, Jimmy, the best case scenario is like the Draymond Green or the Kaepernick scenario. It's like, uh, oh, we're gonna start you because the guy that we were gonna start got hurt. It just so happened it worked out like that, and hey, it yeah. worked out. So, well, let's say situation. Let's just say right now, if this is what I'm hearing from all the reports. Even I practiced uh, earlier today. They were doing this whole switching quarterbacks where you get two plays in and then you put Lance in for three and then Jimmy goes back and finishes it off. Um, you know, it's not customary, but the Saints have done that aplenty. Taysom Hill is athletic, as is Trey Lance, but I think Trey Lance is a better passer. He's got a much better arm. I mean, do you think that until Trey Lance officially – gets the job whenever that may be, whether it's injury or just playing straight up. Um, do you think that's a good strategy for them? The two quarterback thing? Yeah, let's just say, you know, uh, yeah, um, it, Jimmy G plays, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then you get like a third and two, and then you put Trey Lance in for a short yardage because of that see, I, running I ability. Really love, yeah, I don't really love that. It's 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 It feels so gimmicky. I mean, that's why not, not that many teams do it. It's It, it kind of is, right? Yeah, and I, I mean, it doesn't like I don't understand it. <laughs> I don't. I don't think Shanahan's that kind of coach who like would do something that gimmicky. Like he, he's very, like he has his game plan. I don't think that's part of it. Is what I'm saying. Okay, okay, that's but, what all the I reports mean, have been saying. I don't know. Um, yeah, I mean, is is Trey getting first team reps though? Like a training camp. That's what makes things interesting because at first he was getting all second team. Then like this last week, week and a half, um, you know, they did a joint practice against the Chargers and they gave him a couple reps with, with the ones, you know, uh, with an offensive line with Trent Williams and all that. And um, I don't know how Jimmy G feels about that because he's taking into his reps with the first team. But yeah, that's been happening. I just imagine Jimmy G being like, whatever, like I'm getting paid. It's cool. Like I, he for some reason this quarterback controversy doesn't really seem like a controversy because they seem like cordial with each other. I mean, I'm not a part of the team, but like it's from other quarterback controversies, like this doesn't really seem like one to me. Well, he's no Aaron Rodgers in the sense where 
Jimmy G has been the established, presumed franchise quarterback? Because he's not. You know, obviously, you look at the draft picks that they got to get Trey Lance. Um, the writing's on the wall for him. It's a it's a situation where both sides, both Jimmy G and the Niners, need something from each other. Meaning that Jimmy G needs the Niners and a good team, a good run game, a good offense, a good defense to support him. Because if he plays well, whether it's with the Niners now or with another team in the future, that's how he's going to get paid. And then conversely for the Niners, you know, if uh, if and when they put Trey Lance, uh, they want a winning quarterback or a quarterback that they know. And more importantly, if they can trade him for the right sort of draft capital, then yeah, you do it. Essentially, you would get your your picks back in a way, right? Yeah. So both te- uh, both sides need each other. So there's win. like a there's like a let's stay professional about this for you know what I'm saying like everyone. To and then if Jimmy G, let's say he goes to like I don't know the Colts because of Carson Wentz injury or like Dak Prescott really his shoulder isn't a hundred and then they trade for like or Deshaun talk Watson. All, you can talk all this shit after that. Yeah. So I mean we'll see. Yeah. I mean I think that. I'd like to see Jimmy G do well, but at the same time, you kind of want to see the new kid because he's the future. There's no getting around that idea. Everyone knows it. You don't give up what you gave up to have that dude sit on the bench. Just the Niners fandom, especially how they've viewed Jimmy G over the years, it's a very love and hate relationship. Oh, 100%. I mean, when he first came in, like he was like, the second coming, um, he went 4-0. Um, he looked like the guy. And then, you know, he's been up and down. Took him to the Super Bowl, but wasn't good enough, blah, blah, blah. Now they draft a quarterback. And it's just um, very interesting to see how this um, this fan base reacts to to their quarterback. I mean, we've, we've said this many times. Winning solves everything. As long as you win, nobody cares. So if it's Jimmy G, great. If it's... Uh, Trey, awesome too. Like that's just, that's what happened with uh, Alex Smith and uh, Kaepernick. Everyone loved Alex Smith. He was doing great again. Like he he found a resurgence under Harbaugh, right? And then Kaepernick uh, came along because he got hurt, and then that's just how it happens. But he kept winning. So like, what are we gonna do? Like shit on the guy that's like winning. <laughs> yeah. I mean, to your point, organically that would be the best case scenario. Whether Jimmy G gets hurt or Trey Lance, they just, you know, he, he, if they do the split thing and then he goes on a run, like he has like a 50 yard touchdown and he's just rolling and then you just stick with the hot hand. It's going to answer itself where Kyle Shanahan doesn't have to answer these tough questions because just look, look, look right in front of you, right? Yeah. It, it hurts me to say this and I don't want anyone ever to get hurt, but that's like the best case PR scenario for everybody. Like, because the blood's not in anyone's hands, you know. Yeah, it's like, oh, oh, well, uh, hey, we couldn't do anything about it. You got hurt, and then now it's like the Drew Bledsoe and Tom Brady thing too. Like, what can I say, right? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's happened many times. The Kurt Warner and uh, Trent Green thing. Um, no one's job gets, um, yeah, you, you won't get fired before the, from the decision. The decision already presented itself, right? Yeah, which yeah. is crazy about football. Like, there's literally like how many teams are there? Like thirty teams. Like. There's like 30 quarterbacks that really actually play. Yeah, no, I know. It's um, I don't know. The Niners are in a very interesting situation because there's not that many quarterbacks in the top five 
like that high get drafted by a team that's a win now team. That's like, true. You, I, I don't know. You could go back to like for like another sport when like the Lakers because they gutted and shitted on like the league from a GM perspective, but they got the top pick. They got Magic Johnson, and then they they won the following year again in the finals. And they they used Magic Johnson as a center. Uh, forget what game six, game seven, or whatever as a rookie. The hook shot. Yeah, yeah I know. Line hook. Exactly. So I mean, it happens in other sports, but I, I don't really recall this happening in at the NFL level. Yeah, it's true. I mean, the the thing though is the Niners weren't a bad team last year. They were all hurt. So like let's be let's be clear about that. Like they're always just hurt. We don't really know what the potential is. We think on paper they're a great team, but how do we actually really know? And that's that's coming from a Niner fan. Like I honestly I don't know. Like I've never seen them all play together. So so like like often, you know what I mean? Yeah, I know. And that's the thing too, like for them, sometimes it, it works out for the best because they were able to leverage that pick and trade high. The number two pick a couple years ago, Nick Bosa, it's because Jimmy G tore his ACL. That's how got why they got the number two pick to draft him. It's kind of a oh, blessing in this yeah. disguise, right? So I just yeah, sports is funny. Uh I know we've been talking a lot of Niners football and any other final words. I mean, that's just the, the biggest thing top of mind for Niners fandom is just the quarterback play. That's the most obvious thing right now. Uh I'm excited to see that D line again. Just kind of it's looking good so far. So even like the twos and threes, like they are loaded right now. They are ready to go. And the reports that I've been hearing, like as of today, like Nick Bosa and D Ford, uh, they look fresh. Their legs are fresh. They're ready to go. Uh, they're going to play this Sunday to get ready in preparation for week one. So I'm excited about that. Uh, Do we play the Jets? Do we play the Jets this year? Who plays the Jets? Uh, I gotta check that. I know the first. I know the first three weeks. It's at Detroit, at Philly, and then Sunday night football against the Packers. I'm All right, just don't, go to, just don't go to the Jets again. Jesus yeah, that's Christ. That was a terrible game. Probably yeah. not because here's the thing. We usually don't play against them anyways, but we got shitted on the, uh, the season before, so I don't think we're playing them anytime soon at MetLife. Right, good, luck, good luck to everyone that plays at MetLife this year. Good God. Whew. Okay, so anyways, let's go ahead and oh, well, oh, sorry. One last thing. Right. I'm, I'm also excited for the that new safety from USC. That, that Samoan dude, Malu 2.0. Yeah, yeah, man. Fifth round pick. You know what the Niners have been doing really well in the fifth round? They got George Kittle. They got uh, Dre Greenlaw in the fifth round. And they got this kid out of USC. That's the great thing about football. Like, you could go in the later rounds and still be great in the NFL. And you could the practice team is awesome because you, you're just part of the team and then somehow someone gets hurt and people next man up, right? The practice team is is like so crucial it's it's really great for i love hearing those stories where the dudes on the practice team back or practice squad make it um on the on sunday just one week and they just you know get a chance and that's what's kind of cool yeah no absolutely i mean just because you're not the first round pick doesn't mean uh, your career is already settled like antonio brown was the seventh round pick shannon sharper was undrafted it happens it happens all the time actually to all well, tom yeah. brady obviously so yeah, and just no, because but, you're a first round pick doesn't mean you're going to be great. No, if anything, it might be might be worse. Pressure, might be yeah, the pressure, entitlement. I don't know. Shit like that happens all the time, all the time. But to your point about Hufanga, yeah, he looks really good. And because Jaquiski Tart, they just uh, put him off the PUP, so he's been practicing now. I don't know if he's going to be 
name the starter, but between Tart, Tavon Wilson, and Hufanga, it looks like it's open competition. And Hufanga's played really well this preseason. Mind you, it's been against the twos and threes, but, you know, when do, when his number's been called, he's been playing really well. Mm-hmm. So. Sure. What team's next? What else do we want to talk about? Well, since you're in L.A., I, you're pretty damn close to SoFi Stadium. How about them Rams, boy? How about them I, Los Angeles Rams? Because as of right now, um, they're right there with, with the Niners in terms of like Super Bowl expectations. Like Bill Simmons just did a podcast the other day about eight teams you can see in the Super Bowl. And he named the Niners and the Rams from the NFC West. He said the Seahawks, they're always going to be there. But he really believes um, in both the Niners and the Rams. And more specifically for the Rams, he's just saying that, hey, their defense is stacked. They finally went all in to get their quarterback. They run great play action with McVay's offense. They just need they just needed an upgraded quarterback, and they finally got that in Stafford. And Stafford hasn't done it at the postseason level, but you know here's here's their opportunity. They're, they've been all in the last couple of years, and this might be their final piece. All right, this is me just as a casual football fan. I don't think Matt Stafford's the like the. The thing that's gonna put him over the top—that's a lateral move for me. Like I don't you think, think it's a lateral good. move from Jerry I mean, Goff. I mean, I don't. I honestly don't think Jerry Goff was that terrible. People in LA love to shit on him because he's not. Because you're not like really good. If, if you're not Bay really Area, good, Al Berkeley bias, or is that? No, no, no. Like I wanted us to draft Goff. Like I like Goff, but I'm okay. saying though, like everyone in LA, if you, it's like, what did you do for me today? And you know, it, I don't think he was that terrible. And a lot of people in LA think that um, just because you got off, you can't, ne- you can never have an off game. You can never have like um, something bad happen, or else you're like you're automatically in the shit shit list, right? Since you're in LA, can I ask you this question? Okay, so you know, Niner fandom, they're very love and hate with Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy Garoppolo took the Niners to the Super Bowl. Well, yeah. Jared Goff took the Rams to the Super Bowl. He didn't do well at the Super Bowl, which is why I can understand the hate, but. I mean, do they really hate him? You know, Jared, Jared Goff or yeah. Garoppolo. Oh, oh yeah, Jared. no, no. La the one, the La Ram fans that I know, they love to tell me how shitty Jared Goff is <laughs> <laughs> and how terrible he is. And I'm like, I don't think he's that bad. I just think that you know, uh, he was hurt last year at the end of the year. Um, hey, it happens. But I honestly don't think Stafford is like. It, could it be one of those things where good stats, bad team? We don't know. Like, he's only been on the Lions. You know what I mean? And that's the thing, though. Just, he hasn't done it, but in terms of his numbers, what he brings, what you see on the film, I mean, given, like, you can make a case that he never had, a uh, like, a strong run game like the Rams, what they they bring to the table, a play-action game, because uh, the Lions have, well, we can talk about the Lions franchise for another story, but they're not the most... Um, they're not the best. Yeah, they're not way. the best. Like just year over year, just as a franchise, they they have a lot of issues. So, yeah, he, he had Calvin Johnson. I mean, that's it's pretty pretty nice. And he retired early because he didn't want to play for the Lions. That team sucked, though. That's the thing. But that's what I'm saying is Matt Stafford, good stats, bad team guy. What do you think? You know, I think. Well, here's the thing. It makes it easier for the NFC. Um, 
for the NFC West to have three teams represent in the postseason because there's two wild card spots. I think for sure the Rams, the Niners, the, the Seahawks, they're all in contention to make postseason. Uh, but it's going to come back, back to the nitty gritty come postseason time. We've never seen Matthew Stafford do it. Um, yeah, I'm I don't stick know. To my, I'm going I'm to stick to my guns. I'm going to say uh, Cardinals, Seahawks, Niners. Really? Okay, so you're a big Kyler. Okay, okay. Um, and the one thing I'll, uh, I mean, it's not a big hiccup in the big scheme of things, but it kind of is, especially for McVay's offense. But Cam Akers, they're, you know, quote unquote workers back at the Florida State. Uh, he's out for the year. He got he got hurt. Like was it ACL or Achilles? Uh, uh, it was like some leg thing though. It was pretty. Yeah, it was a pretty gnarly it injury. Ba- it was bad enough to say the whole year you should not play the football. Yeah. So I mean, they really rely on like a good bell cow sort of back and now they have you know they still have hendo you know uh they have henderson and then they just actually the other day they traded two picks i mean not not big picks or anything like that but they traded like two picks to get uh sony michelle from the patriots in, in classic rams fashion yeah i mean the rams always do this shit and it, I, I get they're a window team though like they just fucking mortgage like whatever the fuck right it's true so I mean, why why care about? I mean, it's very LA, right? It's like yeah, don't worry about it later. We want to do it now. Like we don't care about later. We just we don't need to. Do you know, now. ready mix or a dumb. They, they they just gave up two picks for him. But um, forget about the picks. Like Sony Michelle. Like, do you like the move and all that? I mean, he's solid. He's serviceable. I mean, we talked about this before. I've picked him up on fantasy multiple occasions when my running backs get hurt, and he's always done very okay. And that's all you can really ask for someone on the free agent waiver wire. He's like a nice downhill inside runner, and he'll he'll compliment Henderson for sure. He'll uh, get a little PPR on him, a couple couple receptions. Every yeah, I mean there. that's not his forte, but you know, yeah, yeah. yeah no, it's it's just a trip though because he's from Georgia, and then Nick Chubb's oh, from Matt Georgia. Stafford. What's up? And Matt Stafford's from Georgia too. Yeah, just yeah, they got the Georgia connection. I think. Um, Wait, why Nick Chubb? Nope. Why you got Nick Chubb? Oh, the reason why I was going to say that is because Nick Chubb and Sony Michelle, they're from the same draft class. They're from the same college in Georgia. And then the Patriots chose Michelle over Nick Chubb. Oh, really? He drafted? Yeah. They, he got drafted over Nick Chubb? Michelle was a first-round pick, and then I think Nick Chubb was like a second-round pick. I will say Nick Chubb is one of the better names in the NFL. Yeah. What a, phenom- what a great name. It's a fucking awesome name, bro, right? <laughs> And he's like a big boy too. And it's- <laughs> so I mean, Michelle had—he was presumed, presumably the better back. But uh, yeah, I forgot about the whole Stafford thing with Georgia, Sony Michelle, Georgia. And I think the reason why they did make this connection for the trade—I um, gotta double check. I, I saw this on Twitter. I think the running backs coach um, used to coach Michelle at Georgia. Oh wow! Yeah. Big so Georgia. I mean, the whole the whole connection's all there. Yeah. I think, you know, that's a great opportunity for him. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it, it's the same kind of idea, though. It's um, He was with the Pats. They do a lot of running back by committee. Mm-hmm. It's going to be the same thing here. So be a nice little transition, I think. Warmer climate. You don't got to play in the snow and shit. No. I think this offense is ready to go. Uh, by theory with Stafford, their run game with these two backs, they should be okay. And then they got the passing game. I don't know if it's going to be like what it was when they went to the Super Bowl, but you know, by theory, with that quarterback play and McVay's offense, you still got Woods, you got Cup, they got Deshaun Jackson, which I, I totally forgot about. He's super old now, but 
Um, oh, man, that sucks, dude. He, I mean, another cow guy, right? Like, I always wanted him to do well because he went to cow, but um, damn, he's his path. Ever since he got those knee injuries, he's just been like a journeyman in the NFL. Yeah, man, that's just it comes with the territory. And they got Van Jefferson, and they drafted that one kid, uh, a T two um, out of the second round. They got they got some pieces. Tyler Higby as well. Uh, Aaron Donald obviously uh, is still Aaron Donald. Did you see him in his fight that he got into? <laughs> I mean, it was kind of a fight, I guess. That, you're talking, did you watch Hard Knocks? Yeah, I saw. I saw that. That was, yeah. All right. I, well, anyways, what were we gonna say about it? No, I was just like, that's, that's respect. If you're trying to, if you're trying to fight a dude Aaron, that trains, trades with knives and shit yeah. like that, <laughs> yeah, that's crazy shit, man. It's crazy shit. All right, let's go ahead and transition to an, uh, another NFC West team, which would be, um, well, the Seahawks. Seahawks, so you know the Niners. The Rams, they're right in the mix, but the Seahawks, they're always kind of pesky. And then the thing about them is I haven't really heard too much from them. It's been pretty hunky-dory for them. I think the most interesting thing for them is like Dwayne Brown, their left tackle. He's been a contract holdout. He hasn't practiced all offseason. Um, you know, they're supposed to make a, a big step in the offense. They got a new offensive coordinator. They actually took um, – he wasn't the offensive coordinator for the Rams, but they took – I believe the passing coordinator from the Rams and they hired him, they upgraded him to the offensive coordinator for the Seahawks. And I think they did that because uh, Russell Wilson wanted a little bit more spice to the offense. You know, there you saw those rumors about him not happy that the bears were trying to trade for him and all that. But at the end of the day, they tried to give him an offensive coordinator that would presumably open up in the same capacity as the Rams. So, I mean, they're trying to open things up, and I think everything's about the same for this team. It's just a matter of, you know, just doing dangerous Wilson sort of things. Um, same it, thing every year, though. Like I always hear that Russ wants to he wants to cook, right? Give him the ball, let him do his thing, and they let him do it for a little bit, and they just go back to the running game. They pulled back. They did that essentially for the first every twelve year. weeks, and then they they pulled back. Yeah, I swear to God, like every year they do this, and um, it's kind of funny though. Like it was so, it was much more louder this year in the off season, beginning when he was like, "Oh, I don't." It was don't pretty loud this off season. Yeah, yeah, and now I, I, I don't even remember until you just told me. Yeah, <laughs> I forgot so, I mean, that all happened. As of right now, everything's hunky dory. They got a new offensive coordinator, and they're supposed to be okay. I mean, given Russell Wilson's getting a shit ton of money and. Just got Sierra as a, as his wife, but um, <laughs> I haven't I mean, really heard got, too much. Yeah, we got we got DK. Um, I'm really happy that he became or he has become like such a great receiver because you see the the size of the man and to be able to kind of put it all together last year was really awesome to see. But what what who they got for like running back? Like, what's that situation like? It's still the same thing. I mean, they got Chris Carson. Uh, they gave him an extension this offseason. And then they have Rashad Penny on like his last year. He's a former first-round pick out of San Diego State. Uh, he's been – well, he's been hurt. He hasn't stayed healthy. And uh, that's not looking like a good pick. And then they have DJ Dallas. Um, yeah, I mean, it's about the same squad for, for running backs. The big, big, big thing that they had to do was re-sign Jamal Adams. And that yeah. happened. Recently. So he's, and he's getting about 18 mil. 
Is that what he wanted from the Jets? Or I I mean it's the Jets. Who wants to play for the Jets? But they were in a little bit of a he just got signed, like I don't know, like two weeks ago. Like he was in a little holdout himself, actually. Yeah, they gave up a lot to get him though. They needed to do something. I mean that that's what kind of similar to like DeForest Buckner when the Niners traded him to the Colts. Whenever you trade such high draft capital for said player, um, and he's gonna be a free agent, like the negotiating it's really hard to negotiate on the cheap they know that you know you gave up a lot to get him what are you gonna do not pay him up to this point let him go it's true you kind of played your cards already right right like we have every intention to keep you and then if i'm the agent and be like well this is what it's gonna cost right damn i didn't even think about that that's genius <laughs> I, mean, I mean, right? You trade two first-round picks for my clients. What are you going to do? Let them walk and let two first-round picks go to waste? That's true. I think what is what would be like the monetary value of two first-round picks? Does it equal eighteen mil? Because then that would have to make that would make sense then, right? It's like the same. I thing. mean, you know, pr- presumably you're going to have to pay said player um, top at his his position, and that's exactly what they did. Um, if you were to let Jamal Adams walk after giving two first-round picks. Um, that has a bigger impact just on your friend, just on the morale or just the franchise. Like The thing about first-round picks is it's the possibility of a game-changing player that you gave up, and then you let go for Jamal Adams, right? Mm, that's true. I mean, here's the thing about... Uh, I, you know, I'm older now. Okay. And, um I'm I'm more reflective these days. I think I would actually be a, a Seahawks fan if I wasn't an Irish <laughs> fan and I wasn't from the Bay. No, no. Is, okay, hear me yeah, out. Hear me yeah, out. Go on, go on, go on. So like, um, I like the team. I like the colors. I like the city. Uh, I think, um, I don't like Russ because uh, of he's good and he he does his little scrambling shit and then he uh makes plays happen like that aren't supposed to happen and that's what's very frustrating as a as a fan of the other team and it's it's a guy, it's very Steph Curry like right sure like you're just kind of frustrated and he just does it and you're like fuck like, me well, right? what am I going to do what am I going to yeah. do like shit like you can't play defense for like 13 seconds and expect to like get a stop right yeah um and uh, I like the team. I, I think, you know, I those Kaepernick years and Sherman years with the LOB and stuff like that really put a bad taste in your mouth. But, you know, if, if Richard Sherman can come to the Niners and play for the Niners, you know, I can I can say, hey, th- th- those were good teams. I can't really shit on that. You know what I mean? Right, right. If I'm being objective, like, those are good teams. I can appreciate your uh, objectiveness growing up, you know, I hope in the future, like people can be like you, and not stab people in the parking lot when you watch a Niners, Seahawks, or Raiders, Giants, A's, Dodgers, any these sort of robberies. I get it. Uh, that's stupid. Just stupid. You hear about that shit all the time. You're like, what the fuck? Yeah, like, uh, is is this? I mean, I like sports, but is it? It's not impactful to the point where I'm gonna injure somebody. <laughs> You're gonna, yeah, what? go out of your. <laughs> Anyway, that, that's a whole different story, but I, I get you. Uh, I can appreciate rivalries, but come on, dude, you know? Respect, you know, I, and I, I've come along to enjoy uh, Florida almost retired Brady. 
And at this point, it's, you know, respect greatness and enjoy what you're watching and stuff like that. And, you know, I mean, it's fun to kind of shit on people as a joke, but, you know, enjoy what you're seeing because it doesn't last very long. No. Shout out to Kobe, LeBron, like all the haters during during the, their times. But once they're gone, they're gone. I mean, a lot of the hate just really comes from, like, being a fan of the other side and, yeah. like, not being a part of it. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, uh, for, like you said, Kobe. I, I used to hate Kobe just because whenever he took a shot, you knew that shit was going in. That's what I'm saying. Extremely like, you, frustrating. You root against him, but when he makes it, you're like, well, fuck. All right. Made it. Respect. Respect. But, but you 100% would want people like that on your team. Like, Absolutely. there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Like, yeah. you want those guys on your team. If they were on your team, you wouldn't hate them, right? I think the biggest player that comes to mind for that would be, to your point, Richard Sherman. Right? You hated him on the LOB, but when he was on the Niners, you're like... Oh, I've said it multiple times. I was yeah. like, man, fuck that dude. But then I I know, like, as, if I were playing sports, like, I, that guy that's super pesky, who talks a lot of shit, but it's, like, really good, like, what are you going to do? Like, you can't really say shit. He's, he's actually good. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So if... He, like you're only hating because he's not on your team, right? I I venture to say that like people would uh, love Draymond Green if they were on his team. I think so. Oh, well, you've heard the rumor. If he was if he was on their team, sorry, I said you heard the rumors. Like I think Dame wants Draymond on on the Blazers. You've heard that a plenty, right? Like Draymond, I'm, people like say, oh, Draymond doesn't score points. Like he does. That doesn't matter. Like yeah. he does so many other things. If if you're a basketball fan and a and a basketball player he does so many different things for your team that you really can't like quantify it's not like it's that andre godala thing i agree like um his reputation precedes the, the rest of the league there's a there's a unspoken amount of respect for for said players like godala and draymond green you don't even gonna see it on, on the set sheet and those players like you need those guys on your team like yeah. they he's not just a glue guy he he is a guy that helps you win. Yeah. And um, that being said, back to football, uh, <laughs> I think they need to sign that uh, left tackle for Russ Wilson because unspoken hero of that team, like he needs to get paid. Yeah, I know. That's the thing too. Um, the Seahawks have gotten better with their offensive line. They've started to open up the up. They, they're starting to do things that appease Russell Wilson. They, they traded, uh, a fifth round pick to give Gabe Jackson from the Raiders, but um, let's just see to put it all into play. Let's just say that. Yeah, we we need guys to be on that line so you can scramble more. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, we are uh, final final team as we head into week three of the preseason. So the Cardinals. So the Cardinals, like Kyler Murray, he's hardly played if if at all. Um, I think this upcoming week, going into like. Week three preseason, they're not going to play him. They they just don't want to get him hurt, and I understand that. Even the Rams, the Raiders, like you know, a, a lot of teams have not been playing their, their starters. But interesting thing about the Cardinals is, I mean, you like the Cardinals. You can tell me why you like the Cardinals in a bit, but I'm on the other side where they signed like everyone that would have been good in Madden, like I don't know, like five years ago. JJ Watt, AJ Green, a whole bunch of guys that look good on paper, but I'm like, I don't know, it's little too late for, for those acquisitions especially for the money that they paid um, which, makes you, which makes you wonder why they didn't keep patrick peterson like he would have also been part of that 
last year or five years ago. Great. He's still great. Like, I don't know why they didn't let him go, but. Yeah, I mean, he went to the Vikings. Uh, Larry Fitz, by the way, he's he remains like, he didn't officially retire, by the way. He's just kind of hanging around. Oh, I thought he was on the team still. No, no. They didn't, they didn't sign him yet? I thought he was. <laughs> no, if anything, uh, they probably discouraged him because they drafted Rondale Moore, um, uh, you know, with the first couple pick with one of their, their top picks, you know. Uh, he'll be back like week 14 or some shit. Maybe. Probably. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, the thing about the Cardinals, it's, it remains the same thing about them. is on paper, they're ascending. You have Kyler Murray. You have a potent offense with the Kingsbury offense. Personally, for me, I, I'm more of a, a fan of the Shanahan, McVay sort of offense. But uh, Kingsbury, I won't say he's on the hot seat, but uh, this is year three for him. And they got to put this shit together. Kyler Murray last year, he had a shoulder injury, so you can kind of put it as a wash because they weren't the same ever since. But this is something where they really need to, they need to show out this year. They improved, though, last year. The no, they did. Though. Well, here, here's the thing about them: they improved on the win, the total win total. Like they were like what an eight and eight team, which is great. But they started with like they started with like six. They started like six and two, and then they just took yeah. a shit the second half of the year. They the eight and eight looks good from the previous year, but they should have been a much better team. And I say that, that from that, that's the nose perspective and just finishing out games. Yeah, but that comes with. Just being young. That team's young, right? Well, I mean, given what we just said, they have picked up a bunch of old guys. But your your quarterback's young, and your coach is young. Was he like thirty two or something? I don't know. But um, that's part of the process, you know. It takes longer than than two years for a really young quarterback to understand the NFL. I Just because you're young, by the way, Cliff Kingsbury doesn't mean you, you should get out coached. I mean, like I said, Shanahan and McVay, they're they're plenty young, but they they but, know their yeah, stuff. But, but but Cliff Clint Kingsbury, he came from college though. Like Kingsbury the other wasn't days, even a winning college coach. That's uh, I'm just being I'm I'm totally negative Nancy right now, but that that's the hat I'm choosing right now. And I'm I'm 100 with you though. But that's part of being a young coach. The other guys are around the league. They were on NFL teams, seeing NFL dudes, and that's just part of the process. And I think, um, with getting those older guys, you kind of settle, calm some nerves. I think with with the younger guys, like you get them to settle down, you get them to to understand like what it means to be uh, a professional, I guess. Because like JJ Watt and De- DeAndre Hopkins are not no slouches. Like, no, yeah, they're not. They they don't have Larry Fitz, but they have Hopkins. They have Watt. They have some really heavy hitters in the game. Um, yeah, I, I just I don't know. I think they're kind of in an influx right now. They need they need more of a foundation, at least from. Uh, and I you could tell that I don't like Cliff Kingsbury, but they need a better foundation to to get this team. He's got a great house, though. He's got an awesome fucking house. Like draft <laughs> day, that is that is vibes right there. If you guys haven't seen it. You should check it out because his his living room to outdoor backyard patio is like amazing. He did it on purpose. Oh no, he, he knew what he was doing. He knew what he was the, doing. The indoor outdoor uh, living room really a vibe. Like he he knew he knew what he was doing. <laughs> I know, I know. I um, he's a young maybe, guy. He did it for the IG, right? Maybe that's why I'm hating on him because I'm like, fuck, I can't 
Damn. Damn you, Cliff. How much was his contract for? Like, how many years? I think they gave him, like, a similar five-year sort of contract. Like, that's been the norm for these um, the young, young aspiring, offensive-minded head coaches. If you want to keep him, you got to give him five years. Well, to your point, this is the this is the middle. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. This is kind of important. Like, the first year, yeah, sure, you're, you're adjusting. Uh, year two, it's better, but I felt they could have done – they should have made playoffs last year. Uh, this year should be very critical. Well, it's a very critical year for them. And I it doesn't help that they have a very tough division right now. It's true. I, I, honestly, I think, though, that they'll be better this year. I think that um, being in those situations where you're up and knowing how to keep a lead is – or understanding, like, oh, like, even though I'm up, I need to maintain this. Yeah. Um, that's part of the growth, and I think that's just part of the process. Um it's it's because they came out with like a really fast start last year and they were up so many games i think they just kind of you know were like oh well we're actually good we don't need to do anything whereas you know you can't really do that you can't <laughs> that's what i'm saying like they started six i i don't quote me on this but i felt like they started six and two and they really slid um yeah oh for sure but they, but i mean that's hey maybe they learned from it and i think they will and i think um they know we just don't let up anymore so, that being said, this division is, is hard because you got to play each other twice. So, um, it's let's 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 call it each game that they play each other a wash. It's a draw, right? Uh, one on one or something like that. They got to go crush the other teams in the in the other half of the the schedule. And let's talk about that because when I look right as of right now, Vegas over under the win total for each team. This doesn't make any sense because if all three. Um, if it happens, it happens, but it's going to be a slugfest. So, Seahawks over under 10 wins. Niners over under 10 wins. The Rams are favored out of all four at 10 and a half. And then you have the Cardinals at eight wins. So, 10 and a half, 10, 10, 8. That is a stacked division. And I looked at a couple other teams in other divisions from Vegas. They give them like five, six wins over under. The worst team is at eight wins right now. Let me ask you a question. So, uh, and well, eight. Can you finish eight and eight this year? There's 17 games now, right? Eight and nine. Oh, so you can't eight. finish eight. And, okay, you can't be yeah. 500. So they keep that in mind too. When you're like, oh, 10, 10 and a half. Yeah, there's 17 games now. So you, uh, in in years past, it would have been over under nine wins, right? Nine, nine and a half. Big, you know. I got, I got a question. So I'm not much for better, but like 10 and 10 and a half. So. If they hit ten, they push. Is that what it is? So if, if the over if under hit, ten and they win ten wins, you push. If it's ten okay. and a half, you lose. So you, you gotta you gotta hit eleven. You gotta hit eleven. Yeah. Okay. That's the like, why, why would they do that? Like that seems like weird for why would they just go ten and a half for all the teams? But I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. So they feel like the Rams are, you know, the best well, team. Yeah, the best team. Just by a tidbit, just the tip. <laughs> just by point five, actually point five, point five. So, but that just shows how tough a division this is because the the worst team is at eight wins and everyone else is ten and seven. Yeah, think about that. Presumably, wow. right? That's so crazy. that I mean, with that sort of stuff, like I won't say they're all going to be over, but at the very least, ten wins. I mean, that means three teams are going to represent in the postseason. That's crazy. Or they had the potential to. 
I'll I'll take Cardinals eight. I like okay. that. Okay, they can, go, they can go nine. I they can go. They can hit nine. Nine. Hit a couple lucky games, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, in the NFC West, like, I remember some of those hardball years. Uh, there was a lot of luck involved in some of those games. It's, there's luck every, no, I don't know. It happens every, every year, every year. Yeah, give and take. There's like two, three games where it could have gone either way. And I think to your point, there's teams that for one year they won four games just by hair, and then the following season they they take a shit. Or the other way around, where a losing team they they lost by like a hair four times around. Then next year they make playoffs because they learn from it. So what you're saying though uh, is we're just as right as Vegas, and vice versa. Like, our, if you go back to like two episodes ago when we talked about this, I think we had the same like numbers. I mean, I, I was swapped with the Rams and uh, Cardinals, but it's yeah. it around the same, right? It's give and take, yeah. I mean, hands down, the NFC West is viewed as one of the toughest, if not the toughest division in football. Um, and, it, and it reflects, too. Like, Vegas is like, yeah, these guys can beat most teams in other divisions. I want to know what the NFC East is. That must be terrible. So that is not good. Um, like seven? Was it, was I mean, you know, contingent upon, like, Dak Prescott, but Eagles are rebuilding. And then I guess the, I'd say it's going to be either – well, depend depending on Dak Prescott, it's either going to be the Cowboys or like the Washington Football Team. As we get as we uh, kind of end, like I guess the episode and also like uh, end the preseason. Uh, have you been watching Hard Knocks, or do you watch Hard Knocks? At all? I do. It's been a, it's been a, it's what been a okay. great. I I love the series though as a whole. Like I I enjoy like watching these things. I think they're very well done, and um, it's just fun to to see the players like in a more what do you call it like a more uh up close and personal like look the biggest takeaway for every season this 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 cowboy season i'm not the biggest fan of i think other seasons have been more entertaining but for sure for sure overall very humbling it is very difficult to play in this late league the national football league and these guys have families. They have hopes, dreams, aspirations, practice squad, undraft. Like, they're just trying to make the team. It's tough. It's a grind, man. I love the fringe guys that they put on. Like, you they know, just have interesting stories. Everyone got interesting stories. Yeah. Uh, special teams. Just what can you do to stand out for to make the roster? It's tough. Because what's crazy, too, is like, you can't control this as a player, but you can't be seen unless you get reps. But they don't want to give you reps sometimes, so it's like, what do you do? Like, you can't, you can't put yourself like on the field without like their knowledge or something like that, right? Yeah, I think that's that's part of the the drama of it, because you just want the shot, but if you don't have the opportunity or the reps in practice. How are they going to know, right? So here's the thing. You know, right now it's Thursday night. We're going into Sunday or Saturday, Sunday, depending on your team playing for preseason. But for a lot of these fringe guys, they're going to play. This is their final shot to show whether it's for the team they're on or after waivers, if they get signed on other practice squads. But this is their time to shine. 
and show I feel, yeah show out, right I but I feel like these guys to your point like on week three preseason like these are the these are the practice squad guys yeah like they're just looking at bodies to see like oh who can we pick up and kind of keep around um, and if you play well enough let's just say with the Eagles you get cut by the Eagles you don't make their 53 but another team will pick you on their practice squad it happens all the time yeah 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 it's, that's true it's a job interview it's crazy it's crazy all right, man. Well, Jay Chan, any other final words? I think we've done a great job to get back into the whole podcasting scene for this 2021-2022 season. I'm excited. Uh, I don't have any other thoughts. I'm just excited to see um, the Niners play again. Um, I, I don't know what's going to happen. I'm excited to see like the whole team back like, yeah. playing together because we don't really know what they are unless they play together so a friendly reminder too for those that are in the bay area i mean it's been a very long time since the niners have had a home game mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. at santa clara because covid the last half of the year last season was in arizona because of covid restrictions at alameda county so they play week three it'll be i don't even know what a year's worth since they've actually played at their own stadium Something to get excited about. I've actually sure. never been there. Is it a good stadium? I've heard like mixed things about. For it. a billion dollars, presumably state of the art stadium, it's a horrible stadium. And I say that because half the half the field, because of the sun, you get burned. Oh yeah, that is the biggest. Fuck, like you know, what I'm saying, how how did you not see that coming? How do they fix that? Can they do that? Yeah, they, they got to make it like a sunroof, like an indoor state. Like a, uh, you, can, you know what I'm saying, right? But the way the sun is positioned, like the sun is still going to be beaming on the fans. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't hear about that. Engineered. I, heard, I, heard, I don't know, man. Yeah. It's really bad, dude, because I've done it. I've been the recipient on that end, and it is draining. It is draining. I heard it's a bitch to drive there, too. Like You can't get in and out or something like that easily. It's gotten better. It's, yeah, gotten it's better. like any stadium, though, though, right? Like, I don't know. It's gotten better. But, yeah, no, I mean, there's things we can talk about at length. But I don't know, man. SoFi, it's right in your, your neck of the woods. That looks pretty dope. I want it. It's nice. I drove past. That's where the NFL headquarters is going to be, actually. That's what I'm saying. Uh, uh, I, I want to go to a Rams game. Rams Niners. Let's go. Let's do it. They, like see, it. They, they did it right. They do, like, the indoor-outdoor vibe. So yeah, they it's do. Like all, there's no, like, enclosed dome necessarily but it's like closed you know what i mean like yeah no they, they <laughs> gave it some consideration i want to go to sofa stadium that looks like a lit stadium to check out yeah and it's across it could, from the it's across from the iconic forum which is going to be torn down and be the clipper stadium so that's right so i mean ironically like levi stadium santa clara they did a great job at the time but you look at everything else for all these new stadiums they I don't know, man. Yeah, it sucks, man. Yeah. They got the, all that money out there, too. They just... I'm sure the feng shui is, like, fucked up over there, too. <laughs> like, with the sun and shit. Yeah, I know, man. But Okay, guys. Nevertheless, hey, I appreciate y'all checking out the podcast. It's been a minute, but it's good to be back. Continue to listen to the podcast, whether it's on Spotify or iTunes. Uh, also, check out the blog, which is being... Um, well, we're working out the kinks right now, but the blog is www.justthewest.com and Instagram at Just the West. Jay Chan, I appreciate your time. You want to do a plug for your podcast? or yeah, yeah. 
Uh, I got a podcast uh, that I work on uh, every now and then. Um, it's called the Channel 88 Podcast. Um, it's on Spotify, I, uh, Apple Podcasts, whatever, whatever um, is out there for you. But we just talk about some uh, random topics and have some, some friends on. Um, we're about like eight to nine episodes in, working on a couple extra ones. But, you know, we're just trying things out for now, and then we'll see where it goes. But um, it's a good place to kind of have open discussion, and I'd love to have um, – more people on just to have like real discussions about real topics and getting different opinions about other people and how they feel and stuff like that. So if you get a chance, check it out. Awesome. All right, guys. Well, until next time, we out here. Peace. Later.